Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Downtown Harbor Church. I'm Adam. I'm the lead communicator here. I don't know where all of you were last week, but I was here. So, I mean, I'm a little bit disappointed that y'all didn't show up. I'm just joking. I was not here. I was hunkering down in friends of ours' house for six days while my wife was on mandatory shift at the emergency room. Um, I just want to say a couple of things before we started. If you, right, whether, if you're a married person in this room and you weathered the storm and are not divorced, congratulations to you, right? Like, that's a big deal because, like, that is just something that, you know, a lot of people don't have success with when they stay together for so long just in the same house. Um, the other thing is, like, if your house is not destroyed due to this storm, your waistline probably was. And so let's celebrate that today as well, right? Now, I'm excited to be here with you all. Thanks so much for joining us on this kind of Sunday post-Irma. Another cool fact about DHC, which you may not know, but today is actually the two-year anniversary of Downtown Harbor Church, which is a pretty big deal. So... What you probably don't know is that most church plants do not make it past six months, and so here we are, weathering the storm, so to say, two years later, and so we're super excited about that. Listen, before we kind of dive in to this today, and this series that we're going to talk about for the next five weeks is called This is True, That is Real, let me just talk to you about why we're doing this and what this means, right? There's a lot of people around downtown Harbor Church who are newer to faith or who are maybe exploring faith again, some of us for the first time, right? And one of the things that we've heard is, is, yeah, I understand the Bible. Yeah, I understand the scriptures. I understand what they say. But how do we actually like compare them with reality, right? With the real things that go on in our lives that are in, in our face, in our communities, how do we actually compare those two things, what the scripture has to say and what is real? And so for the next five weeks, we're just going to kind of dive into that and answer some of the questions that our own people have kind of asked us and said, how can this be real? How can they, we reconcile this? Where's the tension here? Because I know what the scripture says, but I also understand reality. It's the idea that this is true, but that is real. Let me start out with a stat, because you've probably heard this before if you've been around here for any length of time. If you're brand new, we talk about this a lot. 87% of people in South Florida do not engage with church, right? I don't know if you know that, but we are in a very unchurched community that 87% of the population in our community do not engage with any local church. And so when we started Downtown Harbor Church, we started to ask ourselves why that was. Why don't people, especially if this movement is rooted in grace and forgiveness and love and acceptance, why do people not engage with the local church? And one of the things that we found, people don't engage with the local church because they think that the local church runs away from tension. The tension between these things that are true and these things that are real. And the local church only lands here, these things that are true, right? They never want to talk about the things that are real. They don't embrace the tension between those two things. And that's one of the reasons people said they didn't engage with the local church. But here's the truth, right? If we were being honest with each other, there are some things that we know are true. What the scripture says we believe in, there's some, just some things that in life we just know that are true. And on the other side of that, right, there's a different side of it. Because even though we know things that are true, there's also this side. There's things that we also know are what? Real. So what I'm going to do in the next five weeks is I'm going to unpack a number of these things. And by the way, this is going to be powerful. First service was powerful. People were talking about it in the lobby. It's just this idea that we're going to take a look at some things that we know are true and then go, okay, but what about the reality of day-to-day -day life? What about the reality of what we encounter on a day-to-day -day operational basis? So well, let me just tell you a couple of things that I believe. And you don't have to think that this is a church stance. This is just me talking. But let me just tell you a couple of things that I believe. Number one, I believe this with all my heart. I believe that you can know God. I believe it. 
I believe that you can know God, that God made a pathway for you to actually know him, that if you say yes to Jesus and accept him into your life, that you are made right with God the Father, the creator of the universe, and I believe that there is a way that you can know God. In fact, in the book of John chapter 14, verse 6, it says this, it said, Jesus told him, hey, I am the way the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. I truly believe this, that you can know God. There is a way. There is a way that you can be made right with the ever-present creator of the universe. Yes, you can know God. In fact, I actually believe something else, which is kind of revolutionary, but it's not that revolutionary when you think about it. I believe this, 100 years from now, the only thing that will matter is someone's relationship with God. Have you ever thought about that? That 100 years from now, all of us will be gone. Everything that we know will be gone. People that we know will be gone. The only thing that will matter is someone's relationship with God. So I believe this with all my heart and all my soul and all my strength. I believe that there is a way that you can know God. And in fact, during this series, you're going to hear us say the word yes a lot. Because what we're going to do is we're going to start saying yes to these things that I put on this table. So I'm going to say this, right? Yes. You can know God. There is a way. But if this is true, which I believe that it is, what about that that is real? What about if we can know God? What's the other side of this? Yes, we can know God, but I also believe this. I also believe that God is a mystery. I believe that there are things about God that we don't know. And if this is the truth and this is real, where's the tension between these two things and why do we not talk about it? Because we need to. Because you know what? There's a lot of things out there about God that we don't know. Even though the Bible encompasses who Jesus is and how God saved the universe and the world, right? But we don't, there are things about him that we don't know. For example, who made God? What happened to the dinosaurs? I don't know. There are just some things that we don't know. So we have to understand these two things, that this is true, yes, but this is also real, that God is a mystery. We have to hold these truths in our hands and feel the tension, and feel the tension. That's what's so key, because see, a lot of times in local churches, people run away from tension. They go, well, we can't talk about this, because we definitely can talk about this one, but this one we know, but this one is real, and anybody who tells you that this isn't real is wrong. Because there are parts of God that what? Are a mystery. And so what we have to do as people who are seeking after Jesus and seeking after faith and people are looking to us sometimes for answers, here's what we have to do. We have to be okay with the answer I don't know. Sometimes it's my favorite response to people when they ask me a spiritual question. I need to know the answer to this. What is it? I said, I don't know. I said, ask God. I don't know the answer to that one, right? And so often we kind of pump our chests up and have to have an answer for everything. I'm okay with the answer I don't know. At DHC, we're okay with the answer I don't know, right? Because, yes, you can know God. You can know God, but, some as but there are some aspects of God that are what? Beyond our imagination. This big, massive creator of the universe who created the entire universe and everything in it, to think that our human minds can understand everything about him, even though this is true. Yes, you can know God, but this is real. God is a mystery. We have to understand those two things and hold the tension between these two things in our hands. Because so often, you know what Christians do? Specifically related to kids and teenagers, because so often kids and teenagers will come into our environments or downstairs. Do you know what we try to do? So often we try to put God 
in a box. We try to go, here's the box that God fits in, and we're just going to try to put him in it. I heard a story about a third grader who asked his small group leader the same question that I just asked you a few seconds ago. He goes, hey, what happened to the dinosaurs? And this small group leader replied to this kid and said, well, they, according to the scripture, are the great beasts that didn't make it on the ark. And if you don't believe that, maybe you don't have enough faith to believe in God either. I heard that and I almost had to sit down because I said, this poor kid's faith has now been squelched if he doesn't know or believe one of these aspects that we interpret. And see, here's the deal. Kids and teenagers will grow up thinking adults know everything about God, and guess what? They don't. We don't have it all figured out. That's why we're on this journey together at Downtown Harbor Church. We're on this journey trying to figure this out together. Yes, there are certain things that we do know, right? Yes, we can know God. But also, this is true. This is real. God is a mystery, right? It's so important for us to understand that and embrace that. And if Christians were being honest, right? Because a lot of us who've been around the church for any length of time, if Christians were being honest, a lot of us kind of puff our chests up a little bit and we kind of think, a lot of ourselves. If Christians were being honest, we tend to think we know a lot more than others. We do. It's just human nature being a Christian, right? That's how I've grown up. I know a lot more than you do, or you do, or you do. That's just who I am, right? We specifically think we know more than other denominations. Oh, well, they're just the Methodists, right? Or they're just the Baptists, or they're just the Catholics. We know a lot more than them. Really? We, and if you've been around the church for any length of time, you probably claim to know a lot more than other believers, right? Oh, I know more than you do, right? I'm in the book, the word, more than you are, right? And we specifically claim to know a lot more than these people, people who don't believe, people who aren't followers of Jesus yet. We go, man, I, I, I believe way, I, I know way more than you do, boss. And that is what has, like, we need to understand that that is wrong kind of thinking. We need to embrace the tension because I believe a couple of things. Can you tell I'm fired up and passionate today? The old boy's preaching up in here, all right? Here's the deal. Yes, you can know God, okay? You can know God. And yes, God is a mystery. And what we do is we hold these two things with tension in the middle of them, right in our hands, and we go, we here at Downtown Harbor Church are going to have a conversation about this stuff because we don't have it all figured out either. So, yes, you can know God. Yes, God is a mystery. Here's just another thing that I believe, and this is so key for us to understand, right? Here's something I believe. I believe that you can become a Christian in a moment. I believe that you can become a Christian in a moment. In fact, let me change the wording on this real quick. I believe that you can know God in a moment, right? Here's, and it goes on, right? John 3, 16, this is what it says. It's the most famous verse in the entire scripture. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have what? Eternal life. So I believe that it's just one simple decision. It doesn't have to be a moment where you come to the front of a room or you pray this specific prayer. It's just about you and your life. Turning your heart and mind and understanding that Jesus is who he said that he was. To begin following after him. I believe this. I believe that you can become a Christian in a moment. But there's tension, right? There's tension here so thick that you could cut it with a knife. And here's another thing I believe. You could become a Christian in a moment. And it will take you forever to figure out what that means. And it will take you a lifetime to go, I know I made this decision. 
but what in the world does this mean? What am I doing? Because you know what? When they told me that if I said yes to Jesus, that my life would be different and better, they forgot to tell me that my life is still going to be bad too, that bad things are still going to happen to me, that relationships fall apart, that hurricanes come to cities, right? They forgot to tell me that. So we tend to think that, yes, you, become a, you can become a Christian in a moment, but we also need to realize it will take you forever to figure out what that means. It has taken me forever to figure out what that means. And until I'm gone from this earth, a hundred years from now, like I just talked about, it will take us forever to be on this journey together. And here's what we tend to do. We tend to not help pe people realize that faith is a journey, right? We tend to go, hey, here's your destination. You there? Boom, you're there, you're done. We tend to not tell people about this. We tend to lead people, right, especially kids and teenagers, to the idea that when you trust in Jesus, everything's going to work out. How's that working for you? Not working too well for me. You know why? Because each and every one of us in this room, all of us different than the other, have our stuff. And we deal with stuff. Some of us have dealt with really hard stuff in our life yet we still seek after Jesus anyway. So these two things, this which is true, this which is real, we have to hold the tension here. Yes, you can become a Christian in a moment, and yes, it will take you forever to figure out what that means. It's a sprint. I'm sorry, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So often we tend to, and have you ever ran a marathon, right? Brutal. I, will, I mean, my wife is a marathon runner. I did a 5K and almost passed out, right? Like, I mean, it's, it, marathons are hard. They're difficult. They take endurance. They take determination. And in the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, it says this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that is so easily, what? Entangles. And let us run with what? perseverance, the race marked out for us. Perseverance, the race marked out for us. You know what that means? Perseverance is needed because this is hard. This is not something that's easy. Yes, you can become a Christian in a moment. Yes, you can know God in a moment. And yes, it's going to take you forever to figure out what that means. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I kind of read that and I go, wow. They knew it all the way back then when the Bible, the scriptures were written. Gang, you're going to have to have perseverance to run the race. You're going to have to keep putting one foot in front of the other. And you're going to have to have some determination to get this done. Here's something I know. Because this is, we can't confuse this anymore, right? The local church has got to stop confusing this as the end game, even though if you have not done this and you've not said yes to Jesus in your life, you should. It is the best decision I've ever made in my entire life. You should do that, right? But here's something I want you to know. Even if you do do that, Jesus didn't die on the cross to make you happy. He died on the cross for the wrongdoings of humanity. He died on the cross because of the sins of mankind, not to put a smile on your face, even though... If you are a follower of Jesus, then you should be smiling because you're way, way better off than people who aren't. But here's what I want you to know. This miraculous event, Jesus dying on the cross and then raising from the dead to rescue humanity, should we believe it, right? And it will take you forever to comprehend the magnitude of that. It's just what I want you to know. Yes, 
You can know God in a moment. I believe that with all my heart. And I also believe this. Yes, it will take you forever to figure out what that means. And so here at Downtown Harbor Church, we put one word on the screen every single Sunday. If you've been around here for any length of time, you've seen it. If you're brand new, you're going to see this a lot. If you decide to come back and hang out with us, it's this word. Practical. Hey, so what's the practical? What's the takeaway from this? Well, I want you to know, as I said at the beginning of the message, I just wanted to give you a little bit of a disclaimer. This is going to be more of a philosophical message series than we've ever done. A lot of this is going to be a lot of thought and a lot of deep thinking over and over again. And it's going to be that way for the next couple of weeks, even though this was probably the most philosophical one that there was. But it's going to be that way throughout this series. And we're excited about that because here at DHC, we don't get a chance to do that very often. We're always talking practical, and we're going to continue to do that. But this message series is just a little bit different. So in terms of the practical, what's the first one? Here it is. Take inventory of your own faith. When's the last time, related to these kind of issues, you've just kind of sat back and said, hmm, how am I doing with my own faith? What do I struggle with? Do I struggle with this? Is this my end game? Is the, even though this is true, right? Is this my end game or do I do this? Do I embrace the tension? Maybe it's time to look at your life and go, man, this sin, this thing that I'm dealing with in my life, it's been around for a long, long time and it's time to wrap it up. Take inventory of your own faith. And then number two, just recognizing this. This is so key. Understand this is a marathon, not a sprint. So often the local church tells people, hey, here, you're done. No. This is real. Understand this is a marathon, not a sprint. And then lastly, it's this. And it's just recognizing this, right? This is so key, especially those of us who've been around the church for any length of time. This is just so key for us to understand, right? Embrace the tension there's tension here. Gang, these are hard topics to wrestle with. These are hard things to think about and talk about. But here at Downtown Harbor Church, people who are coming to faith here, people who are engaging with us are struggling with these issues going, I know this is true. I know what the scripture says is true, but my life is real. What do I do? How do I navigate that? I'm trying to figure this out just like you are. So embrace the tension. See, because at DHC... We're never, ever going to run away from the tension. We're never going to run away from the conversations. And a lot of times, local churches are scared to actually embrace the tension. And so this is exactly what we're going to do here at Downtown Harbor Church. Now, I have a lot more books back there, right? And in the next few weeks, those are going to come out, and you're going to see even deeper and more issues than this come forward. In fact, let me give you a preview of next. I'm not giving you a preview. No, you've got to come back, okay? <laughs> not doing it. You've got to come back to see. The, but but here's, here's, what, here's what's so true about this, is that these things that I'm going to bring up, these things that we're going to wrestle with together, these things that we're actually going to go forward with and have conversations, and you know what? These are going to lead to coffees and talks and dinners and conversations in the gym and other places about these particular issues, right? These things that I'm going to bring up are controversial. We might disagree on them. That doesn't matter. This is true. That is real. And that's why we're all going to work through this together. It's going to be so key because together we're going to do this. Together we're going to embrace the tension. So just being real for a second. Two years ago, 
18 people started downtown Harbor Church. We started with two services. They told us we were nuts. <laughs> and you know what? They were probably right, but we did it anyway because we wanted our volunteers to have the opportunity to attend a service, even though 9 a.m. is open to anyone. But one of the things we did at Downtown Harbor Church and we started two years ago is we said, we don't know who's going to come to this church and what we're doing. We just don't. But the one thing that we're going to continually do is embrace the tension. Whether you agree or disagree, you always have a seat at this table. You always have a chair in this room. This is true. That is real. And there's a lot more truths that we're going to look at there's a lot more reality that we're going to look at in the next four weeks. And I can't wait to see how God moves through this space as we tackle these very tough issues. Let me pray for us. Father, thank you so much for who you are. Thank you for what you do. And God, I'm just so thankful that, Jesus, that you gave your life so that we could live. I'm so thankful that you are who you said that you are. Would you help us as we look at these things about knowing you and understanding you can become a Christian in a moment and all the things that are real that we talked about, knowing that you're a part of that, you're present there. God bless us. Guide us. Help us as we seek after you with all of our heart. And we pray that you would just, just infect the hearts and the people in this room as they wrestle with this, as they struggle through this. Help us, Lord, to do this, we pray in Jesus' name.